0: Hi there, and a very warm welcome to Season 2, Episode 20 of People Soup. It's Ross McIntosh here. Peace Supers, we're back. We're back from the intermission, and this week it's a bit of a mashup. I've been thinking about what we control in the workplace, or in our lives for that matter. And this episode involves an activist called Greta Thunberg, and the work of Stephen Covey, that fellow who wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And it's called What Would Greta Do?, I aim to provide tips on how we can approach issues we're facing in work or in life, particularly if we're feeling stuck or helpless. PeopleSoup is a podcast that takes evidence-based psychology and behavioural science with the aim of making it accessible, fun and useful for people in the workplace and beyond. This is based upon a foundation of contextual behavioural science and other complementary psychological approaches. We aim to make our content interesting for humans, whether you're curious about psychology in the workplace, A psychologist, a leader, a therapist, a team member, anyone really who ever reflects on how they show up at work. It was psychologist Abraham Maslow who said, a first-rate soup is more creative than a second-rate painting. And that was the inspiration for this podcast. More than ever, the world of work is a heady mix of people, behaviour, events and challenges. When the blend is right, it can be first-rate. Behavioural science and psychology has a lot to offer in terms of recipes, Ingredients, seasoning, spices, and utensils. Welcome to People Soup. Before we go on, news and reviews. In our intermission, I've not been idle, Pea Soupers. I've been planning the next steps for the podcast, as well as establishing the brand People Soup. You can check out my efforts and the new website at www.peoplesoup.co. This episode is dedicated to one of our Pea Super community. Dr. Rose Horton-Smith. Congratulations, Rose, on your PhD. I can only imagine the dedication, hard work and persistence that have got you to where you've got today, and I think I speak for all of the P-Supers when I say hearty congratulations and love from us all. On Twitter, I was delighted to be tagged by Greta Turanen, who is an entrepreneur and psychologist in Helsinki, Finland. Greta had listened to the episode, A Story About Values, and said... Morning started listening to Insightful people Soup Podcast, where Ross McIntosh tells a story through examples of how things are meaningful to him and how he identified factors that were getting in the way. Now that's a translation from Finnish, so I hope it's about right, Greta, and thank you so much for listening. Finally, a review from a former coaching client of mine, which made my week possibly my month. Daniel said, I've listened to the first couple of people soup podcasts and I love them. It's great to have bite-sized bits of Ross. They deeply spur me on, much like our sessions always did. Thank you so much for that, Daniel. Really appreciate it. Okay, so here we go with this week's episode. What would Greta do? Greta Thunberg is a 16-year-old Swedish activist. In August 2018, she started a school strike for climate change outside the Swedish Parliament. Her demand was that the Swedish government reduce carbon emissions in line with the Paris Agreement. In November, she spoke at TEDx Stockholm, and in December, she spoke at the United Nations. By December, over 20,000 students had joined the strike in over 270 cities. More recently, Greta spoke at the World Economic Forum in Davos. As reported by CNN, whilst many attendees arrived in their private jets, Greta chose to arrive by train, in a 32-hour journey from her home. She didn't stay in a hotel and instead put up a tent in freezing conditions. Whilst at Davos, she gave an impromptu speech over a lunch to some of the assembled people, including bankers, politicians and industry leaders. She roasted them. She called them out. And here's a quote from Greta. Some people say that the climate crisis is something that we all have created, but that's not true because if everyone is guilty, then no one is to blame, and someone is to blame. She went on to say, Some people, some companies, some decision-makers in particular, have known exactly what priceless values they have been sacrificing to continue making unimaginable amounts of money, and I think many of you here today belong to that group of people. That is a proper roasting, and after a short pause... Apparently Bono was the first person to start clapping. When interviewed after the event, Greta said, I told them that they belong to that group of people who are most responsible and that the future of humankind rests in their hands. And they didn't know how to react. She added, I think it's very insane and weird that people come here in private jets to discuss climate change. It's not reasonable. Finally... In the story so far, on International Women's Day on Friday the 8th of March, a couple of days ago, she was named the most important woman of the year in 2019 in Sweden. Now, it's important to say that what I'm not trying to do here is make us feel that our problems we all face at work are not important. They are absolutely important in the context of our lives and our history. Sometimes the issues we face at work can make us feel helpless and useless, as if there's nothing we can do. The intention of this episode is to help us notice how we can take small steps towards what's important at work. Now, why am I using the story of Greta? Sometimes at work we can feel there's nothing we can do. The situation seems hopeless. Many things may be outside our control at work, but I suggest there is always one thing we can control, and that is how we show up to work. What can we be observed to be doing at work in difficult situations that expresses our own purpose in the workplace? supers will be used to me saying, keep it small, these don't need to be organisation-changing actions, it could be something really, really small that has personal meaning for us. As a side note, I was intending to use a story of a chap called Jorge Bracero, who became a folk hero in Puerto Rico following the devastation caused by Hurricane Maria. He worked for the power company and decided to issue regular updates on social media about the restoration of the power in extremely challenging conditions. He developed an enormous following and you can hear more about his story on the 99% Invisible podcast in an episode called A Year in the Dark. And I'll put the link on the show notes for this episode. Okay, so back to Greta. She took action towards something that really mattered to her. This made me consider what can help us recognize what's under our control, which led me to think about Stephen Covey and his seven habits of highly effective people. He talked about the circle of concern and the circle of influence. Our circle of concern can be all the things that are on our minds. Politics, climate change, company policies, leadership, crime, homelessness, public transport, the way people behave at work, natural disasters, etc, etc. Each person's list will be different. The point is that we feel that sometimes there is little we can do to influence these things. And when we look at the enormity of them, we can tend to think, well, we're not all like Greta. Although note that for Greta, her actions started quite small and led to wider and more significant actions. We can feel that devoting energy to these issues might be fruitless. It's like shouting at the tele, And we only have a limited amount of energy. Shouting at the TV might be quite satisfying in the short term, but in the longer term, it's unlikely to bring about any change, and it's likely to leave us feeling depleted and frustrated. We can think the same about the issues we're facing at work. Although we're concerned, we might feel we're not in a position to influence. We're not senior enough, we don't control the budgets, etc. The suggestion from Stephen Covey is that we could change our perspective, our circle of influence. The idea is we work out what we can influence and focus our energy there. Covey's idea is that if we focus here, our influence will increase, as will our reputation and our power our energy will be well spent and our circle of influence will increase. Conversely, if our energy is invested in things we can't change, our circle of influence will shrink. So we've got the circle of concern and the circle of influence. So let me distill that down into a takeaway. Think about an issue you're facing at work or in life. What's your circle of concern? Write it down. Have a look at it out there on the page. Sometimes they can seem so large... It's not possible we could do anything to address this concern. Then think about your circle of influence. What do you control? It might not be policies, it might not be people, and it might not be money. But what you can definitely control is how you show up in relation to this issue, in life or at work. And I'll draw upon a quote from Viktor Frankl here. Everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of human freedoms. To choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. So we can always choose our own way. How would you like to be in relation to the issue you've identified? What's your circle of influence here? I think a great starting point is to think about the influence you have in relation to how you show up at work. If you were being the person you wanted to be at work, what might you be seen to be doing? What would you be saying and be writing? How would you be walking? What would you be doing at lunchtime? What would you be reading? How would you be speaking to your colleagues? Who would you be speaking to? What tone could be noticed in your voice? What would you buy? How would you travel? How could you make small adjustments to your behaviour to expand your circle of influence? Can you have a go at working on your circle of influence to see what happens? What small steps could you take towards what matters? Are you willing to have a go? Even if there are thoughts showing up saying, don't be daft, you can't make a difference. I don't know if Greta was having those thoughts, or thoughts like that, but if she was, she was still willing to take steps towards what matters. Can you take some steps in relation to your issues and notice any small signs of your impact? Have a think about where you could best direct your energy in your circle of influence. What would Greta do? And that's it. Thank you for listening, P-Supers. It's great to be back, and it's great to have you as part of the P-Super community. This coming week, I'm running a two-day Train the Trainer course alongside my partner in ACT, Paul Flaxman. We're really excited for the opportunity and also a bit nervous about all the technicalities around it. But hopefully I'll see some of you there. You can get in touch with me at peoplesoup.pod at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're at peoplesouppod.com. On Instagram, we're at people.soup. And on Facebook, we're at pod. And, as mentioned before, our new website is at www.peoplesoup.co. Thanks to Andy Glenn, as ever, for his spoon magic. And thanks to you for listening. Have a great week, and bye for now. I told them that they belong to that group of people who are most responsible, and that the future of humankind rests in their hands.